The Holy Gospel for this day, Transfiguration Sunday, is from Mark chapter 9, beginning at verse 2. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to all of you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. As we come now to the culmination of the season of Epiphany, we read a story from the Gospel of St. Mark. A story about Jesus leading three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, up a mountain to pray. It was probably twilight, and the disciples were tired, especially after a long walk. The mountain is more of a hill by Pacific Northwest standards. I can picture the disciples sitting, maybe reclining, in the grass on the top of that little mountain. They're in prayer. They're relaxed. They're sleepy. It was just then that they had a vision. Jesus was changed. He was transfigured before them. He was glowing as if from the inside out. It was a light, a feeling that these disciples had never experienced before, and it both startled and confused them. It was like seeing perfection, pure goodness something holy. And Peter said, let's just stay here. Let's stay here on the top of the mountain where everything is so good. Peter and those disciples had just experienced what we still call today as a spiritual mountaintop moment. A mountaintop experience is when you feel close to God and everything is right with the world. You, you suddenly see everything clearly. Everything as it should be. We sometimes call it an epiphany. And throughout the Bible, there are many, many mountaintop moments, many epiphanies. And they usually involve some form of life. For, for example, Jacob saw angels of light ascending and descending on a stairway to heaven. Moses saw a burning bush on Mount Sinai. Elijah saw a fiery chariot. The wise men followed a star. Paul was blinded by a light on the road to Damascus. The book of Revelation describes the city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven and glowing with the same kind of light that illuminated Jesus. These mountaintop moments each used light as a metaphor for an experience of the divine, the holy, and such experiences are definitely not limited to the Bible. 
In fact, maybe you have experienced a similar mountaintop moment. Has there been a time in your life where you definitely felt the presence of God? Now, I ask you these questions because I must say, I've never had such an experience. And I'm curious. Such stories inspire me. Years ago, my own grandmother was in the hospital and very near death. She told my mom that there was an angel at the foot of the bed. And the angel was all light and looked so peaceful. This week, Pastor Mary Alice told me about a mountaintop experience that she had on a literal mountain, Mount Rainier. She was descending the mountain and got a little bit separated from her group. She turned a corner and suddenly she was surrounded by what she described as a pure, holy presence wrapping around her. She knew it was something of God. She knew it was God. She carried that experience, that vision, back down the mountain. And even to this day, it affects her. And when she describes it, she gets a sense of that holy presence. Pastor Rita described a similar experience she had when she gave birth to her child. She felt a glow that sort of went around the room and surrounded them. Again, it was an experience that Pastor Rita carries with her through her life. Some of you know Roger Pasco, a longtime member of our church. He told me years ago about a near-death experience he had had when his heart stopped. He was also surrounded by a peaceful presence of God, a holy glow, he called it. And he knew God was close to him. Roger returned to us when his heart was healed and he lived his life carrying that mountaintop experience with him in all that he did. Now, as I said, I've not had such an experience, but they do give me inspiration and I love to hear such stories. So if you have your own story and you don't mind sharing it, I'd love to get an email from you describing your story. What I suspect will be common to many of your mountaintop moments, many of your stories, is that they will all include a sense of peacefulness and joy. And I also suspect that you carry that vision with you back down the mountain. Peter in the story wanted to build three shelters on the mountaintop so that they could just stay on that mountain forever, stay in that spiritual high moment forever. But Jesus says no and takes him back down the mountain into ordinary life. In fact, even into the valleys of life. Like you who have had your own visions, Peter, James, and John took their vision with them back down the mountain into ordinary life. For you see, it wasn't just Jesus who was transfigured on that mountain. It was the disciples. They too were transformed, changed. That holy vision, that holy peace, that moment of the divine followed them. 
or maybe I should say it led them back down the mountain into the world. Many years ago now, a pastor friend of mine and I were talking about spiritual mountaintop moments. He listened to me, and he listened carefully and attentively when I said that I have never had a dramatic experience, something like the disciples experienced on the Mount of Transfiguration. But he said, I suspect you have had such moments and that you do carry them with you, that they are with you. I paused and I thought, and then I remembered special moments that, that were holy to me. Singing Silent Night and Christmas Eve. Prayer with friends. Singing camp songs at the cross at Camp Lutherwood. Holden Village Worship. Handel's Messiah in a beautiful cathedral. Bible study. Wedding day. Baby born. Health crisis. Sunset at the ocean. Communion at Holy Spirit Lutheran Church with all of you. Coming forward and hearing the words, Body of Christ, Blood of Christ, given and shed for you. Yes, indeed, there are many small mountaintop moments, too. You've had them. And they go back with us down the mountain into ordinary life, even into the deepest valleys. Mountaintop spiritual moments, even little ones, sustain us. Motivate us, comfort us, change us, transfigure us. There's one mountaintop moment I must share with you that continues to sustain me to this very day, especially in the area of racial strife in our country. The year was 1968, and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was speaking in Nashville, Tennessee. It was the night before his assassination, and he preached a sermon. Some of you know it. I was only a teenager when I heard it for the first time, and it has inspired me to this day. It was a mountaintop moment for me. His sermon actually referred to a mountain. Dr. King said, I just want to do God's will, and God's allowed me to go up to the mountain, and I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I am happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord, and he gave a resounding motion of his arm. Martin Luther King Jr. and those who listened to him, including me, went to the top of the mountain with him that night. And we, too, could sense, could feel, could see the promised land. It was a little epiphany. That land would be a land where all God's children, black and white, and people of color would sing together in the words of that old black spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, free at last. I could hear those words. I could hear that song. And I carry that spiritual mountaintop moment with me to this day, to this very moment. Maybe you do too. Spiritual mountaintop moments are meant to go with us down the mountain. 
spiritual mountaintop moments are meant to give us strength and confidence, even in the valley of the shadow of death itself. Spiritual mountaintop moments inspire, give us purpose and passion to strive for justice and peace, even in the face of bitter opposition. Spiritual mountaintop moments change us, transfigure us. And today, this day, this moment, I suggest to you, is a mountaintop moment for you where you are. You may be sitting at your kitchen table or in your living room or stretched out on your bed. This moment, this holy moment may seem completely ordinary, far, far from the Mount of Transfiguration. But I say to you, there is a miracle happening right now in your home for you, with you. And the miracle is you have heard God's word for you today. You've been surrounded by holy music and comforting images and very soon, soon, the bread and the wine will become body and blood. They will become Jesus Christ, a transfiguration. And as surely as Jesus was present to Peter, James, and John, Jesus Christ Almighty will be present to you, and you are transfigured today. This is your mountaintop moment. Sunday worship is always meant to be a trip to the mountaintop. So each week we can glimpse the promised land. This holy moment in your week is meant to sustain you and inspire you for the days ahead. For the days ahead, the week ahead will be filled with the ordinary, the difficult, the distractions, and a myriad of opportunities. And so we, we carry with us the vision, the dream, the hope of the world as it should be. We carry with us down the mountain experience of the holy. We carry with us the transfigured Christ. And as we do, as we carry Christ with us, we are also transfigured. Amen.